And we're recording. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode five. Recording this on Thursday, the 28th of November. I'm Sam Finlay. Some people call me Sizzle. Sitting across from me in the podcasting booth in the studio is... Simon Quinn. And also some people call me Quinny. Your boy. I'm back. High five for episode five. I like it. I love it. Now, when we started this podcast just a number of weeks ago, did you think we'd make it to five episodes? I honestly wasn't sure, you know, like it was a good idea. We always thought about, you know, it would be fun for us to go on a bit of, a, you know, do our own podcast, you know, we like to talk sport, pop culture, all that kind of thing. So I was kind of playing it, you know, week by week, see how we were feeling. You know, sometimes we might say we're going to do something and sometimes we don't always, but it's good that we've actually been consistent with it. And I really think we're going strong right now. The future's looking good. I would agree. I'd agree. Now we've got to go for 10. I already made it to five. 10. Yeah. So let's go for 10. And for those listening, we're now on iTunes, as we said last week. So please rate and review us. But we're also on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts these days. There's even talk about potentially doing a live show. I was talking about it before the the show. Yeah. Why not do a live show? (laughs) Might as well get the people what they want. You probably, you know, you can hear our voices, but, you know, why not see us in person on screen? Exactly, exactly. So stay tuned for that. So we've got a packed show as always, so let's jump straight into it. And we begin with the NBL. And we begin with a local, Xavier Cooks. I actually used to play with him back in the day in ABA. And he's now signed with the Sydney Kings on a two-year deal after originally uh, signing in France, uh, after getting injured. That fell through, so now he's decided to come and play with the NBL. A lot of people might have thought he would have played with the Hawks, considering his dad, uh, his assistant coach there, Eric Cooks, uh, and his brother, Dom, who we both know, also played for the Hawks. Uh, and apparently he's been training with them for the majority of this season while doing his rehab here in Wollongong. But no, he signed with the Kings. Um, as I said, a two-year deal, which actually contains an NBA buyout clause, or out clause, I should say, if um, he was to go to the NBA. And he's signing with the 10-1 and Sydney Kings, joining the likes of Andrew Bogut. Good situation? What do you think? Yeah, so... And, um, and just also, just want to say congrats. Well done. Yeah, that's like, right. Congratulations, Xavier awesome. Cooks. Like, I remember just like when we used to go watch Dom play all the time and my older brother used to play together and Zay would always be there as well in the crowd. So he'd always like get some shots up at like halftime during the corner. So it's pretty cool to see that he's like gone quite far with his career, which is lovely to see. Like I'm super excited about this. We know he's a baller. We know he's legit. He's six foot eight. He can score. He can dribble. He did play college. He played college basketball. So he knows what he's doing. He's had experience playing. Obviously, he was on the, the Australian Boomers squad. Unfortunately, he got injured leading up to that fever kind of tournament. But, you know, he's obviously got game and potential. And the fact that he even, you know, he played in Europe as well, we know that. So he's got skills. Uh, he, he averaged 11, 5, and 2 when he played for Germany. Well, he was in the German league, should I say, for the Oliver Wurzburg team. So that's pretty exciting. So he's obviously a great player. And again, we know he spent time in the Summer League as well. So Golden State Warriors Two and the Phoenix Suns. So... He's definitely got potential, and I'm kind of annoyed he didn't sign for the Hawks. But I know, I mean, deep down, I'm, I'm you know super happy for Zave, and like I said, congratulations. But I would have loved to see him play for the Hawks. Yeah. And saying that, but I honestly think I think the Kings are probably a better situation for him at the yeah. moment because they've probably got more so playoff kind of aspirations. I think they're top of the table, aren't they? At the moment? Yeah, they've only lost one game. Yeah, so I hope he's back soon. Cause I really want to see what he's got. Cause I haven't really watched him on TV before, so I'm kind of excited to see what he's got for us. And again, like we said, he's a little or a junior. He's from, he's a local boy. So I'm super happy for him. Kings are a good team. I think he'll suit him. Yeah, you're right. And look, I haven't seen him play um, a lot of basketball. I mean, I, uh, for a while now, um, I, I saw bits and pieces of him um, during the summer league. Um, and I've seen highlights of him play um, in Europe and everything I've seen, you know, he looks like an explosive player that is really going to um, do well in the NBL. And I mean, it's going to help him that he has been training with an NBL team this season. And not only this season, like when he's come back from college, he, he's always, because of his, his dad, Eric, um, as an assistant, he's always been able to to just, you know, jump on and train with them. And he holds his own. Like he, he's, um, you know, turns heads at those trainings. Um, and, and, you know, he did when I used to play with him in Waratah League. Like he was so good and he was so much younger than everyone, but he was he's so tall, so athletic, long, great rebounder, can get to the basket, can score. 
um, as you said. So yeah, I'm really excited to see him play in the NBL and it just goes to show that the strength of the NBL and how it is going from strength to strength and just really becoming a league now that players who, you know, are, are, you know, NBA quality now want to actually play in this league and uh, opting to come to Australia to, um, to play because, you know, a few years ago, you know, go back maybe five years, even less than that, three years, the NBL is not nearly the league it is today. Um, you know, it helps that we've had people like LaMelo Ball. We'll talk about him in a little while, um, come to the league. And we've had other uh, rising stars. RJ Hampton, who RJ we spoke Hampton, about a few weeks ago. Terrence Ferguson. Yep. Um, you know, the players like that have come to the league and really elevated it. So Zave just adds to that and he's going to bring some excitement to the league and he's going to really help the Kings, obviously, who are clear-cut favorites right now. So look out because, you know, the Kings already looked like they were on pace to do some serious damage and, and likely win the league. But once Zave gets up to speed, I think they're going to be a handful. Yeah, I reckon they're going to be really good. They're already pretty good now. Like you said, they're top of the table. I really want to see him. Hopefully, he's almost ready for the games. But fingers crossed, he's on TV soon so I can kind of watch some of his highlights. Yeah, so once again, congrats, Dave. That's right. So as you said, Sizzle, we are talking NBL, so we're focusing on the local kind of... Local, a uh, bit of a local theme uh, this week, which is nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. We've got to give back to the city that raised us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so as we know, on Monday, uh, LaMelo Ball against the Cairns Taipans, had a triple-double. Very, you know, that like that's very, very impressive. This kid, I'm telling you, I remember a few podcasts ago, I was saying I wasn't too sold. I need him to be a bit more aggressive for me before I, you know, can say yeah, he's going to be a top five pick. And like I said, 32 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds against the Cairns Taipans. Youngest player ever to do that in the NBL. You know, that we were watching the game at home. With my new TV, shout out to uh, <laughs> the High Sense TV that I've got now, which is uh, super exciting. So, and the fact that you know he has finally shown his potential, I think for me, and the fact that also there was rumours that there was the Charlotte Hornets GM was there, Mitch Kupchak, who you know the Hornets potentially have a top five pick this year in the draft. So I think they're out here scouting for a reason. And again, the Golden State Warriors apparently Bob Myers is going to come for a visit down under as well. So they're both potential teams in the NBA. They're going to have top a top five pick next year. And I was just super impressed with this game. Good to see him being heaps aggressive again for me. And that hitting that three, man, sending into OT. I know, man, you were watching on the couch. Yeah. We lost game our minds. Time three. Yeah. The dogs on the on the floor just freaked out. They got heaps of like, what's going on? And they're like, you know, three-pointers. Like, Sunday deck with the assist. Yeah. Huge three. And just like mainly, I just want to say, Sizzle, what are your thoughts on that game that he put, produced? I kind of gave you a bit of a rundown, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the big thing I've talked to you about on this podcast and, you know, just when we've been catching up and just talking ball is his shooting ability is one thing that I think he's, he's lacked and that I haven't seen enough of to really say that he's a legit number one pick. You know, we've, we've seen him throughout this year dominate people off the dribble, a great penetrator, very crafty, amazing passer. But his shot um, and his ability to make consecutive shots, especially from deep, has been a little bit concerning. However, this game, he really showed improvements on that. Uh, he was 11 for 20 from the field, four for seven from threes. And he had a confidence about him. And it actually, you know, yeah, he was, he was putting the, the three-piece three three to the head when he was making them and he was shooting with some serious confidence. Whereas I feel like a few games in the past, he hasn't been shooting with that confidence because he hasn't been shooting well. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot of talk about him uh, training in the gym at 2am, um, getting up shots. Uh, you know, so obviously he's working on this and this is something that he is addressing and he has addressed because, you know, he came out and he shot the ball very well, very confidently. And not only was he making shots during the game, he was making shots in the clutch. As you said, game tying three to send the game into overtime. That's a big time shot. And you got to remember, this guy's young. Like he's he's not, he's 18. Crazy. And he only turned 18, you know, a number of months ago. So for someone to come out like that, especially after having a bit of a cold streak, to be able to turn that around. And, you know, he's once again all over House of Highlights, all over Instagram. He, he's, you know, now everyone is saying he's a clear-cut number one pick and it does help when he's got NBA GMs in the stadium when he's putting on performances like that. 
But yeah, I'm super excited by what I've seen. I think it has helped him that Aaron Brooks has been injured and been ruled out for the season because now he has the ball in his hands a lot more and he's kind of forced to take those shots. And be I feel more aggressive, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like in the past with Brooks there, that's maybe potentially going to be Brooks's shot uh, because you know he was sort of the ISO guy, especially late in games, uh, the veteran, former NBA player and so on. But now with Brooks out, he's forced to really be the man for the Hawks. Uh, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, the Hawks have sort of come out and said that they have had uh, negotiations fall through with multiple imports and local players um, for that matter as well. Uh, and, you know, they just want to work on the, the development and chemistry of the current roster. So I don't think we're going to get an import coming in anytime soon. So expect more of this from... Lamelo, you know, he's not going to put up a triple double every single night, but he's going to give, be given the opportunity every night, and and it'll be interesting to see how he takes that opportunity and and you know, whether he can continue to produce. And I'm really excited by him. Um, you know, it would be interesting. He might even end up in the Knicks if. Um, well, yeah, the way that we're going at the moment, if yeah, the Knicks that prediction get, isn't uh, working out well for me at the moment. So I'll take that loss. Yeah, look, the Hawks obviously needed the win. They're three and eight now. Uh, it comes at a good time because this weekend they play the Breakers away who are last on the ladder. Uh, they've only won two games. Uh, they beat us um, at home. So we've got to go to New Zealand and beat them in their home arena, which isn't going to be easy. But you'd rather play them than someone like Perth or Melbourne. So that's right. Hopefully we can be four and eight after this weekend and Lamelo can continue to put up good numbers. But yeah, I, I've been impressed with him so far. Yeah, me too. All right, what's next? Well, let's move on and, and we'll stay with um, some impressive stat lines from players. And let's talk about a player that we actually opened the podcast with in episode one. First ever podcast, we opened it with talking some Swaggy L. Swaggy For L, baby. you don't know, <laughs> that's Luka Dontish. Swaggy L, who has had a historic start to his second NBA season. He's averaging 30.1 points. 10 rebounds, 9.5 assists, and it has a player efficiency rating of 32.2. It's actually insane. This is his second season in the NBA, and he's playing like the best player in the league right now. He's making a very strong MVP case. Obviously, the Mavericks would have to you know, win enough games for him to do that and make the playoffs, which they're on pace to do right now. They're currently 11-6 and six and, and fourth in the West. What's your thoughts, Quinny? Is this guy the real deal? Because he is doing it night after night and he's looking like the best player in the league right now. I honestly reckon he is the real deal at the moment. As you said, those numbers are ridiculous. He's 20 years old. He's not even old at all. He's only been playing. It's his second season. He's pretty much putting up LeBron James type numbers when he was in his prime. So think like, you know, late Cavs seasons, and those Miami seasons. like His efficiency rating is through the roof. So I believe he's currently in the top three candidates for MVP. That's what I think. And like, I would agree. And would it's agree crazy. That. And like against the Spurs... So you, just quickly, yeah. we're talking top three MVP. Yeah. I'm going to assume Giannis is in there. Yeah. And I'm going to assume LeBron. Yeah. Is he? Okay. That's and Swaggy L is my third. Continue. Yeah, so they're my, three top, they're my top three candidates at the moment. And like I said, the fact that against the Spurs a few games ago, he had 42, 12, and 11. Yeah. That's crazy. He's currently averaging over 30 in the last five games. This guy is a freak. And like he's putting up these numbers and you know dishing out assists on a pretty average team when you really look across their roster. Like I, Obviously, mm, they've got Pazingas, yeah. but you've got to keep in mind that he's coming back from a major injury. Yeah, so he hasn't been as good as he has been previously. And then outside yep. of Pazingas, like, you know, Hardaway Jr. He's actually playing okay, though. I like, mean, he's not too bad. You know, who else is really... I mean, he's carrying this team right now. Literally carrying them on his yeah, back. Yeah, he is. Numbers. And they, like, at the start of the season... Get on my back, boys. Let's go for yeah. it. That's what he's doing right now. I thought maybe they might squeeze into that eighth spot, maybe. But now they're looking like they easily will. Well, what are they currently on the ladder? Well, they're fourth in the West right now. 11 yeah. and six is their that's record. Pretty, that's impressive. So they're on pace. But there has been some disappointing teams in the West so far. You know, the Trailblazers, for one, they've started quite slowly. But um, Mello hasn't. Yeah, they won today. And Mello was very good today. So Solid again. Mello watch. Um, he shot the ball very well today. Um, 
but yeah, back to Dantich. I mean, Swaggy L, mate. Remember yeah. we said we got to refer to him as Swaggy, yeah, Swaggy L. L. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Swaggy, Swaggy L, L says we get it right. Yeah, it's just it's historic, as I said, and it's amazing. He continues to do it, and there's really no slowing down for him thus far. Which, you know, we're talking just briefly then about MVP candidates, but instead of MVP candidates, I want to talk to you about who I think and who I want to get your um, top five as well. But who do you think are the top five players in the NBA right now? Um, you know, talking about uh, the games that have been played so far, um, consistency and so on. Who are the top five players in the NBA right now? All right. So when you told me we would do this question, it was I, I really I enjoyed the idea of this question. My I'm pretty happy with four out of the five. My fifth one, it was between two players, but I went with my gut and went with the player that I thought deserves to be up there. So sorry for the other guys going to miss out. But I think top five, no particular order at the moment. I've got LeBron James, obviously. He's been awesome this season. Like He's led the league in assists. Like he's The Lakers are first in the West, 16-2. and two, That's crazy. Kawhi Leonard, obviously. I know he's you know they've been rested him a bit, mm-hmm. but he's still like legit. Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, as well. Giannis is up there for me. And Swaggy L, I'm mm. going to be in there. Like, I don't care what you th- you guys think, but Swaggy L for me right now is cu- currently playing like a top five yeah. player in the league. And finally, I went Anthony Davis. I went AD. Okay. Yeah, we've got a very similar five yeah. there. I I had Kawhi in there. This is no particular order. I had Kawhi in there. I had LeBron in there. I had Swaggy L in there, of course. I had Giannis and... Just to say, that game that he had the other day, 50 points, 14 rebounds, and zero assists, that was ridiculous. And that made him the fourth player in NBA history since the NBA started recording turnovers to have 50 points and zero turnovers. Yeah, zero turnovers. And you know who else has done that? That's right. Who else? Mello. Mello. He's one of the four. Nice. Quality. Who's your fifth, though? And then my fifth, (sighs) tough, Anthony Davis. You could trade... These two this players. One, I'm wondering if this player you're thinking of was one I was thinking of. Too. And I don't like his style of play. James Harden. Though. Yeah, that was could have been my. It was yeah. either him or AD, but so I went AD. It's, it was him or AD for me too. I really tossed and turned about this one. But I just think what Harden is doing night after night is, you know, very impressive. And I mean, you could, you could make a case for Anthony Davis. You know, he's a two-way player. He's one of the best defensive players in the league right now. Probably will win Defensive Player of the Year. You know, today he had 40-odd. Yeah, he's starting to get some form going. He yeah. is. But, uh, you know, I just think Harden, what he's doing and how he's scoring the ball gets oh, him that scoring's fifth outrageous. spot. His um, scoring's crazy. But, I mean, you could also maybe make the case that Kawhi, you could remove Kawhi just because he hasn't played enough games. But talent-wise, yeah. I mean, the, out, out of that five, I think if I want one player to take the shot in the fourth quarter, it's Kawhi. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. Fourth quarter, down by two. Who do you who out of those five? I'm not gonna lie. Right now, I'm going Swaggy, Swaggy L, man. L, he can yeah. get to the rack, and he's shooting. He can score, man. He can shoot too, man. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I Kawhi's like I like yeah, it. Kawhi's handy. Like, I trust him too. But you know, I'm gonna make it a bit different. So we're you know different opinions. So we're like not okay. got the same people. But I'm going Swaggy L at the moment, just the way that he's been playing. Yeah. Right. Who would you least want to have the ball out of your five? Oh wow. Or you can include out of our out of our collective six. I don't know. This is tough. I think it's hardened for me. I was gonna say yeah, probably hardened because he's shown in, in big games and playoffs he's not the same player. Yeah. And I think until he well, let's say playoffs in in, in yeah. you know game seven, down by two. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not trusting the beard yeah. man. I feel like he's gonna try and force a shot, or he's gonna try and draw a foul, he's gonna travel, yeah. or like. You know, not get the call. So I'm just not thinking that he would be the one. I mean, me. I'd, I'd go to Kawhi because he has done it so many times in the past. Well, he's, look at his last playoffs with the Raptors, man. Mm, he was like, he's got that legit. playoffs finals experience. He can score anyway. He can get a shot off whenever he wants. Uh, but you know, Lucas so far this season has proved like he definitely has the potential to do so. We'll, we'll see. Uh, come the playoffs, if the Mavs continue to do what they're doing and stay in that top eight. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So I'm glad we had a very similar top five, but then I was cool how I had AD, had James Harden, the beard, I like that. So 
We've obviously done NBL, NBA, and again, I'm going to keep saying this, we're both a huge fan of this show. We've been super excited And, and just it. before you go on, Quinny, I should have mentioned this at the oh, start okay, of the sorry. episode. For those of you who don't follow NBA or don't follow NFL or you know only listen to the podcast for the pop culture, what I'm going to start to do now in the show notes, I'm going to put when in the episode we start talking about the different topics. Innovator. So then you can just skip straight ahead. Because I know there's certain people that, you know, don't know anything about NFL, so want to just get our NBA take or, you know, there's people that only want to hear about pop culture. So you can skip forward to that now. So just a, a, a podcasting note there, a show note. I will be putting them uh, in the notes, the uh, timestamp for when we come in. So continue. Well, give the fans what they want. I love that. That's innovation. That's what I do. One, baby. <laughs> get around that. I'm on that, baby. All right. Anyway, as we were saying, man, that was a good. That's a good idea, Sizzle. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're the one that uploads this to the the website. So I'm the podcast host and producer. Yeah, I'll t- yeah, I'm co-host. a producer too. Yeah. Co-host, come on. Uh, anyway, enough about that. <laughs> so yeah, we've talked NBA, NBL, and our top five players. Now again, like I said before, we're super keen about this show. I honestly think oh, this, yeah. this was the best episode so far in the series. The Mandalorian. Let's. We did say last week we might do a bit of a review of the episode. So, Sizzle, I'm going to ask you, just give me a, a bit of a rundown about some of your favorite parts of this episode. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say, I totally agree with you. This was my favorite episode of the series so far. Episode three or chapter three, as they say. Uh, this episode was great because it was so much action like it was action packed and we got to see the Mandalorian do some serious work now I said on a previous podcast that I was a bit disappointed with the Mandalorian or Mando as I should say as we've been calling Mando, him. come on I thought he was a bit overrated I thought you know this guy got destroyed by the mud horn he got flexed and he was only saved by baby Yoda so I was a bit unsure whether he was actually a fierce competitor or not in battle but he proved me completely wrong in that episode he took down multiple bounty hunters that were going after him and the stormtroopers and baby yoda and the stormtroopers so you know big shout out to mando he is the warrior that i did not give him credit for um but yeah this was my favorite episode so far and i big call but i think this is the best show out right now uh, you know, it's got a bit of everything. And, for you know, for you and I who've watched Star Wars for years, you get those nostalgic parts of the episode where you get to see the Stormtroopers and, you know, the you see the, the, classic yeah, you see the droids yeah. and, uh, you know, the classic music when they're in, you know, the, the bars and, and whatnot. It's, you know, very nostalgic and it, it brings back a lot of memories. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the best show out right now. And this I episode, agree. you know, proved that. Uh, it really just gave me all I want. And what I liked about it was it was, you know, 30 minutes, the episode. You can, you know, watch it quite easily, easy to digest. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. What about yourself? What, how did you find it? Yeah, so again, like you said, I totally agree. Definitely my favorite so far. I just loved the fact that like, at the start, he like delivers Baby Yoda and then he gets the full upgrade with his armor. So yeah. that bit was legit because now you can c- kind of see Mando starting to be that badass that I knew he could be. So shout out to Mando for getting his armor sorted. So now he won't be taking beatdowns. He'll be putting beatdowns on people. So I love that scene. I love how he walks into the cantina. Everybody starts staring at him. They're like, man, look at this guy. Like I said, badass, man. Badass. Don't want to mess with him. And a good, it was good to see him in action and what he was capable of because like you said, you asked me that question, who would I take? And I'm glad I said I would take him over Django and Boba because he definitely proved my opinion correct with the way that he handled those stormtroopers, using his flamethrower, yeah. taking out the other bounty hunters. Pulling like, all those tricks out of his bag. Yeah, and then getting Baby Yoda back. We love, me some, we love some Baby Yoda. And also another thing I really, really enjoyed was like, you know, you know, all the other bounty hunters start to go after him. So, like, all, all hope's lost. Next minute, all the Mandalorians come out of underground. Yeah. They all start Very shooting cool down scene. people, helping him out. You know, and I just love that fact how it's like, this is the way. Damn straight, this is the way. Like, I'm super keen for next episode to see what happens. And, man, great app. So, I said, I think this is the best show out right now. Where does this rank for you right now for shows that you're currently watching? Currently, the shows that I'm currently watching... 
I finally watched Euphoria. So Sizzle got his wish. I finally yes, got finally. it for him. I did had to do it. I really like Euphoria, but I'm gonna say at the moment the Mandalorian's my number one show that I want to watch because, like I said, I gotta wait every once a week. I'm waiting for it. So I'm really enjoying watching that right now. I know I love the Clone Wars show too, but I'm going to have to say, yeah, at the moment, it's on my priority list as a top show for me to watch. And I can't wait till Saturday to see episode four. Yeah, look, I'm looking... chapter four. Yeah, chapter four. I'm looking forward to it as well. And I listen to Binge Mode. You listen to Binge Mode. It's a Star Wars podcast by The Ringer. Shout out to Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion. Yeah! Yeah! As he says... Get around him. Uh, now, they made a pretty interesting claim, I guess, or they suggested that this could be, you know, potential plot twist down the line. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Now, they sort of said in their recent podcast that, well, I guess they asked the question, could Baby Yoda potentially be the Mandalorian as the title suggests? Yeah, again, is Baby Yoda yeah. the next Mandalorian? Mm. So again, because I mean, what yeah. happens with Baby Yoda? Well, you don't know. Well, he's obviously it's you know it's a whole Star Wars universe, man. So who knows? Like with the most recent films, he could still be around somewhere, just not in the picture. Um, I did hear that theory. I like the I like the sound of the theory, but you know, I really think the show is going to simply focus on the actual Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Yoda's just kind of there as that kind of throwback to the original series and, you know, to give the fans something to like adore and love. So mm-hmm. you want to see more of him. But I, I like the idea that that could be the theory that he's going to be the future like Mandalorian. But I don't know, is Yoda going to pull off man wearing that helmet, <laughs> that armor, like I don't know. using a jetpack, like like shooting, you know, using a, like a gun instead of a lightsaber? Like, I just don't know. But imagine that though, a bounty hunter with the force. That'd be kind of badass. Yeah. So, you know, could happen, but I don't know. I feel like it's got to still focus on the main guy, which yeah. is good old Mando. But I don't know, what do you hey, reckon? Interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I probably agree with you. I just think it's a, an interesting take nonetheless. So, look, when you talked about Mandalorian, it's time to move forward to our predictions as we always do. But before we get into predictions this week, let's just quickly recap last week's predictions and see how we went so i'll go first i predicted that the mandalorian or mando as we like to call him would show his face in episode two or chapter two chapter three chapter three sorry he did not show his face so no dice mate no points there no points for the sizzle there yeah no good mate next and well this is one actually carrying forward so it's a future one but i did get somewhat close i said Mello would have well, I originally said 40 points in one yeah, season. And then we scrapped that and said 30 because that was outrageous. But he got reasonably close when he had that game where he scored 12 points in the first quarter. I thought I was on, but he didn't end up with 30. So He ended up with 25, which he is did, pretty close. Which isn't too far off, but I went 0 for 2 this week. How did you fare? So, yeah, so I was a little bit more successful this week. So, again, my prediction, as we know, was Mallow would score 20 points against the Bucks in his next game, but he came up short for me. He had 18 points. Like, come yeah. on, come on, Mallow. I just needed two more points, <laughs> and you could have gotten me that prediction for the week. So, that was a bit disheartening that he got 18, so he was just short. But, you know, it happens. You can't always get them. But my second one, however, did come true, but I was a bit nervous. Sizzle knows this. The, throughout this whole process, <laughs> I was quite nervous. So I predicted that I would win by more than 25 points in my fantasy matchup against uh, Commander-in-Chiefs. And I ended up winning uh, 131.7 to 106.4. So technically, I got 25.3 points. So I literally (laughs) just got over the line. And on a positive note, I'm actually tied first in our league. I've locked up a playoff berth. Fingers crossed I win again and get that first week by for the playoffs. And currently... Score update, Sizzle. Four to two, advantage me. Damn. Yeah, you got me right now. But seriously, that was so close, like 25.3. That point three got me over the line. Well, well done there. I'm a bit disappointed in myself. Don't worry, we got the, we got the rest of our season of this but, show, mate, you know, to come back. Plenty of time, plenty of time. And there's still 
predictions in the works right now to come exactly so you know we'll see there's one that i actually made a couple weeks ago and which could come true after this week so i guess it's a prediction moving forward i said that i would make the fantasy playoffs because i was sort of out of contention there for a while and i've managed to win a few games and if i win this week and i should lock up that sixth place barring any crazy blowouts by anyone else yeah uh, so hopefully I, I you win did for me a you. favor yeah. though because by beating commander in chiefs or commander in chief you set him up to play me this week with a pretty much head-to-head whoever wins that gets that six spot because if he had have beaten you i would have been out either way so i have to thank you for that i was actually rooting for you and i wanted you to beat him by as many points as possible yeah. in case there's some sort of tiebreaker um, so thanks for doing me a favor there. Does that mean you give me a shout out then? Is your shout out the week? Maybe. Thanks we'll to see. for helping me win my matchup. We'll see Don't worry, man. I've got to look after my co-host. I can't let you out in the Thank drive. You. I can't I leave you out there that. on your own. Blowing so, in the wind. Fingers crossed that I win my matchup this week. I'm feeling very confident going me into too, this Me too, but you know, fancy man. One week you can go good. That's right. My so team's good. playing well. Sizzle I've got some big choices to make whether I start Jameis Winston or Kyler Murray. This week. Decisions. This so, decisions. yeah, we'll, um, we'll review that next week because, you know, that'll either give me a point or it'll give me another donut. So, yeah, there's that. But now let's move forward and we'll talk predictions this week. We're going to do it a little bit differently this time around. We've talked um, a lot about NFL so far on the podcast, but we want to give our playoff predictions. There's not that many rounds to go. And, you know, this is the time of year where teams either lock up a position in the playoffs or they bow out so let's review or should i say take a look at the playoff picture and give our predictions for both the afc and the nfc so i mean i guess we probably don't need to do the top four i mean well the top two because you got the afc the patriots and the ravens uh, Patriots 10 and 1, Ravens 9 and 2, and then NFC, you got the 49ers 10 and 1, and the Saints 9 Yeah, and who's two. second? Sorry, Sizzle, who's second? Um, oh, some, some. The Saints? Who some was my prediction? Team. The Saints would make the Super Bowl, you know, just saying. <laughs> hey, they're not Still there alive. yet, all right? Uh, but I think we should just go to straight the bottom the four. Cards. Yeah, so, the wild card to so the bottom four. So as it stands, if the playoffs started today, you would have the. Uh, let's have a look here. You'd have the Texan in the um. Sorry, where's my in the AFC? You'd have the Steelers, Texans, Bills, and Chiefs, and the NFC. You'd have the Vikings, Packers, Seahawks, and Cowboys. So, give me your four in the AFC and your four in the NFC. So yeah, so for me, based on the current standings and what I just my gut feeling, I think the. The last four wildcards of the AFC will be, like you said, pretty much. I think it'll be the Chiefs. You know, your boy Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Can't money Mahomes. We love a bit of money Mahomes. Those no-look passes. Can't beat it. The Texans, obviously, will be in there because they're top of their division. I think they will keep a hold of that division. I'm going to go with the Bills again, even though they're in the Patriots division, but the Bills are the next ones up in regards to record. And I think, finally, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think the Colts might sneak okay. in. Who are currently six and five. Yeah, they're currently six and five and they're in Texans, the Texans division. And, you know, I think the Colts could sneak in a few games and they've got a pretty solid team. So that would be my AFC. And for my NFC, I'm going to go with pretty much like you said, Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers, we all know, you know, I don't really like him, you know, my thoughts about Aaron Rodgers, but he's still a good player. So, yeah, I'll give the Packers... They'll get in. The Seahawks, I think, will definitely be in there. They're very. They could even end up winning their division. They, they could, could end up overtaking the 49ers. So you never know how it works. You never know. True. So the Seahawks have already beat them before, and the 49ers versus Saints shortly too. So you never know. And then I'm going to go the Vikings as well because the Vikings are pretty good this season. They played a lot better. And again, they get Alan Adam Thielen back this yeah, week in your fantasy He's team. So fans. hopefully he has a good game if you start him. And I'm gonna go. Unf- well, you have to. The Cowboys make it either way, but I'm not sold on them, mm. man. Like they're, they're six and five. They haven't beat a team that's won yeah. over, like they're over 500. They I mean, they're beat four and zero in their division, so. But they haven't beat a team about, that has a winning no. record. Like they keep losing to it. But that would be my picks. How about you? Are they pretty much the same, or you got a few different? Yeah. So NFC, I think it's going to be as it stands currently as well. I think it'll be. 
Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, and Cowboys. Yeah, sorry, but just think about it, man. All those teams, they all have at least nine plus wins in the NFC. That's crazy. Yeah. At least eight to nine wins. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys Tough. are the only one that's done. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as you said, they're top of their division. So, but the AFC, I think it gets more interesting here. I think the Chiefs will make it. Your boy. Shout out to um, Money Mahomes. I think the Texans, as you said, top of their division, seven and four, they will make it behind Deshaun Watson. Bills, I think they're going to make it as well. They're currently eight and three um, without stout defense that you, I believe, have in my fancy. So hopefully they go good against the Cowboys this week. Um, Fingers crossed. And then that last spot there, I do not think the Steelers are going to make it. I didn't even know how they're still in contention. Like they have a division, man. Rough season. Uh, They just announced that. Carl Rudolph is going to be or Ma- Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Mason Our Rudolph, boy sorry. Mason, yeah. He will be... I always call him Carl Rudolph. Because <laughs> it's just... So many yeah, Rudolph. So many anyway, Rudolph. he will Mason. be benched this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. I, they've had so many injuries. I just don't know how they, they make it. And I don't think they deserve to. I really don't. I, I actually think the Browns are going to sneak in there only because they have the easiest schedule. They do have an easier they schedule. So I went Colts, but you've gone Browns. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean... Give me the reason for. Well, the, I mean, it's purely schedule-based. So this week, I mean, they just had a big win against the Dolphins. So they're going to play with a bit of confidence there. They play the Steelers this week. So that's a very important game. So and I don't have any confidence in the Steelers whatsoever, as I just mentioned. You know, they're changing quarterback, left, right, and center. They're, they don't even know who their number one running back is right now um, with James Conner out. Um, following that game, they play the Bengals. You'd expect them to win that. You really like that matchup. Then they've got the Cardinals after that. That's a matchup you probably like as well. You don't like the next one against the Ravens. That'll be tough. But then they play the Bengals once again. Yeah, so they play Bengals, the Bengals man. twice, so the Cardinals bad. once, and the Steelers like I feel like that's four. They could go four and one there, and that could potentially be enough to see them in there. I mean, if they go four and one, that would leave them nine and seven. So I don't know. I I feel like they've got the best schedule for that last spot. I really would like to see the Raiders make it. Yeah, I, Oakland. I think, yeah, so I was torn. I was like, I was saying Oakland mm, or Colts, but I went Colts. I think it'd be really cool if they just, made it. Yeah. You know, purely off the fact that. Antonio Brown just pieced out. He did not want to borrow them. They left and they've played, you know, some fun football this year. I've, you know, got a soft spot for them because I've got Josh Jacobs and Wall the Baller in my fantasy team. So He's two been players. Though, lately. He has been lately. Uh, two players that I, I really enjoy watching. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see the Raiders because I mean the start of the season, especially after Antonio Brown left, like no one thought they'd even be in contention right now. So I'd like to see the Raiders in there. But yeah, I don't know. I just got this feeling the Browns are just going to go on this winning streak. Um, you know, Odell's found the end zone again. Uh, they've got um, your boy Chubb, you know, scoring touchdowns he, almost every week. Kareem week. Hunt's back in the fold now after his Njuku, uh, is that suspension. his name? The tight end? Njuku's back. He's back. Jarvis Landry is He's now playing solid. really well. He's scored four touchdowns, I believe, in the last four odd games or something like that yeah. so yeah i think the browns are gonna gonna be in there another team i also don't mind is the titans yeah in that last spot yeah, titans aren't there now to been to pretty good this year too yeah they're up and down but you know i went cold so. since ryan Tannehill's taken over the quarterback there they've Man, looked, he's been playing well they've too looked really really good yeah Derek so, Henry, also in my fantasy team. Your boy Henry, the he just does massive runs all the time. <laughs> all the time. Just loves like a 90-yard run. I love it too. <laughs> it's good for fantasy points. Oh, i got one quick question for you. Yep. Do you think the Bengals are going to win a game this season? Or are they going to be the first <laughs> team ever to be 0-16 Look, in a season? What do you reckon? I don't know. I'm just curious. We don't, don't have to spend much time on this, but just what do you reckon? I actually can't see them winning a game. I really can't. They are awful. They are an awful, awful football team right now. Like, I thought the Dolphins were bad at the start of the year. I thought the Redskins were bad as well. But, like, this team is just awful. I mean, there's the one game that I think they could get. So, they play the Jets next. You don't like that matchup. Donald's playing well. Le'Veon Bell's starting to finally 
uh, find his groove who you've got in your fantasy team uh they play the browns next as i said i think the browns that's a must win game for them so i feel like they're going to come out baker's playing with a little bit more confidence now then they play the patriots you don't like that at all then this is their game, the next one after the Patriots, their second last game of the season against the Dolphins. Oh, that could be literally... That, I think, is the game they that they possibly, could yeah, win. Yeah. And then they play Browns again in the last game. Wow. Uh, they've gone back to Dalton under center. Andy Dalton, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend yeah. against the Jets. Um, Tyler Boyd, who I've got in my fantasy team, he recently just called out uh, management and their quarterback for not giving him enough looks after um, the previous game and then, you know, the game against the Steelers, he um, got that touchdown, pretty amazing catch as well. But yeah, this team is awful. And he was on your bench. I oh, know. <laughs> Every 15 fantasy points or 14 points. Or wasted. Something rather. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, so I was just curious what you thought. Yeah, so interesting question. I don't think they're going to win a game. Yeah, they're pretty stinky, man. They're, yeah, they're not great. Yeah, well, okay. We, we need to move on because we can't be talking about the Bengals on this program. No, can't be doing that. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to some listener mail. Ooh, nice. As listener we mail. Do, we, we love this. we take your questions. We encourage you to send them in. Quinlayshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can also just hit us up, slide into our DMs on Instagram, at Samuel Fidlay. What's your Instagram account again? That's Quinn 1038. So I'm just laughing at the way Sizzle's holding his microphone right now. It looks like he's having a cup of tea in like in London or something. I'm really getting into it right now. Oh, sorry. Anyway, yeah, S Quinn 1038. Yeah, or just you know, holler at us if you see us in the streets. Holler at your boys. Holler at your boys if you see us at you know Black Hawk or two sipping on some serpent's kiss. Serpent kiss. So quick, listener question. Let's get into it. Hit me. It's from a friend of the podcast. What's his name? Your relation. Oh, is he? Who yeah. is it? Marty Quinn. Oh, Marty Quinn, eh? Martina Rush or... Yeah, Martin so Quinn? Martin saying? Quinn has sent us in a pretty interesting question, actually. It's a two-parter. So, you know, first part, it's about um, the state of music, um, how we consume albums these yep. days, um, especially with streaming services. But so he's broken it up into two parts. So one, do you guys rate albums as a concept? and still dig listening to music all the way through? And part two, do you think Spotify is good for the future of music or bad? So, I'll go to you first. Okay, so do I still believe... So, let, let's yeah. break down yeah, that break first down one the first. first one for me. Hit so me again. So, do you guys rate albums as a concept mm-hmm. and still dig listening to music all the way through? Yeah, so, for me, I definitely still do appreciate the idea of an album. And depending on who the artist is, I generally would like. I generally would listen for like the album all the way through a few times to get a feel for it. And if I really like it, and if I really do enjoy it, then I will constantly go back to it and go through it. I really think the good thing about albums is it's kind of like a journey. It kind of takes you on a bit of a journey. Mm. It kind of always has a start. You know, it has a middle, it has an end. So it kind of brings you through that based on like the songs, the lyrics, and like a good example. My boy Kid Cudi, like yeah. his Man the Moon one and two, it's like a story. Like he goes from you know depressed, having those you know um, suicidal th- urges and thoughts, and then he kind of starts to get happy towards the end, and then he eventually kind of accepts who he is, and like you know the album ends with like you know a happy ending sort of thing. So it's kind of mm. like a story. So I do think albums are still relevant, but there are some artists that I believe probably shouldn't do albums themselves because I know, for example. 21, 21, like <laughs> 21 Savage, like he's good for a feature. Like I love hearing him on a feature, but like listening to him on a whole album, you know, for me, I found you it didn't hard. like I am, I was, I, f- I found it hard to listen through it all the way through. So I think some artists, it does work, but others, I would just go, all right, there's a, b- all right, 21 Savage got to bang on this album. I'm just going to play that constantly. Mm. Like I did with the Travis Scott song. What was it called again? Um, NC-17 Yeah, remember Because remember He originally released the song But it didn't get as much acclaim So then he re-released it again But he had the Travis Scott oh, feature Oh, sorry You mean on The Flame 21 Savage Yeah, yeah 21 um, Savage The Flame The feature yeah. that he gets in uh, That was uh, It was on It was I on his, was his most recent Out for the Night Yeah, Out for the two. Night So he released the part 2 version To get that more That mm-hmm. more buzz about it And I really think it worked 
so for me i was like i'm just gonna listen i just kept listening to that song i didn't really go back through the whole album and then that one artist that you suggested to me what was his name drips <laughs> what was his name water drips gunner gunner He's like, yeah, oh, Quinny, man, you got to listen to Gunner, bro. His album's fire, bro. And the whole time, he's just like, drips, water, yeah. I don't know. And then, like, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't handle that album, like, you know. So, I just think it works for some. It works for some. Wait, what, what was his ad-libs again? Oh, uh, what is it? Drips. What is it again? Is that it? That's basically it. I don't, know if, you, I don't, I don't know if he's got ad-libs, but he does say... I mean, he's, he's released albums called, uh, you, know, you know, Drip One. Drip Down <laughs> 2, like Drip Harder, Drip Season 2. Like, I'm not listening to that. So I feel like it does still work for some artists and it kind of gives gets you keen for like, oh, you know, Kanye West is releasing a new album. Kid Cudi's got to release a new album next year. So I kinda, it kind of gives you something to look forward to. So I think albums still are a thing. But I feel like, a, a, you know, more so today, it's all about just releasing like number one hits, just a single on its own. So think about This Is America. Charles Cambino, perfect example. Didn't release an album. It was originally supposed to be on an album, but he just released a single and that was huge. Mm. So I think it still works. And I do like listening to albums, but like I said, there are some artists where I just can't. If I don't get a feel for it, I'm going to skip ahead and just go to songs that I like. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of what you just said there i do rate albums as a concept and i love listening to album from start to finish but for me it's artist and album dependent so as you said someone like 21 savage for example 21 21 21 21 i love him as a feature but again i'm not really i might listen to the album once through yeah and then that'll be it and then i'll pick my favorite songs off the album that i like listening to whereas you know an album like kid cardi kanye west um Pusha T, Pusha T, Travis Scott, someone like that, where they sort of tell a story throughout. I'm going to listen to the whole album from start to finish multiple times. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do, and this goes into the second part. I think a lot of it has to do with the introduction of Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I think it's impacted on and also this is to do, do with social media as well it's impact on our attention span as well because a lot of people just want that quick fix yeah that now. quick single they don't want to listen to a whole album exactly and spotify makes this easy for you because they create playlists for you um you know depending on what you're listening to uh you can get any song you want whenever you want it you know by quickly just searching the artist's name you know, back in the day when you had to, you know, buy the album or, you know, download the album and you don't have the choice um, at your fingertips so easily. So I think that's something, you know, that has to be taken in consideration as well. Uh, you know, I mean, gone are the days where illegally downloading music was a thing. Like you don't need to anymore. You just, all you have to pay is, you know, $10 a month for a Spotify account um, and you can literally listen to anything you want. So I think that's made us into uh, different consumers um, for music. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think it's album dependent and artist dependent as well. Um, and also I think albums are released differently these days. Like back back in the day, like an album used to, you know, have a set date where they'd be like, All right, I'm going to release my album on and this date. And they do heaps of promotion and marketing Lots of promotion. for it to- Build I mean, up that buzz. And you know, you see that a little bit here and there. Not as much as you used to though. But now people just drop albums like without any warning or like two days before they might release a single and then they drop an album, you know? So I think it's it's slightly different. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking to Martin about this, this question, he sort of gave me a little bit um, sort of background on it and he wanted to know a little bit about the success of one song. So you know, what's your view on that? Like you've got people like Lil Nas X who dropped Old Town Road. Like he literally became famous off that one song and he's released an album, but are you really going to listen to the whole album? Or yeah, is he, got, yeah. you know, he's a one hit wonder. So, you know, you can think back to someone like Soldier Boy. Who well, released, yeah, Crank That, that came crank out that. and it was huge, but uh, I didn't listen to his whole album. I just listened exactly. to that one song. And you wouldn't consider them concept albums. No. So as I said, 
very artist and album dependent. Um, I do, however, think Spotify, Apple Music streaming platforms are ultimately good for um, the future of music simply because everything is going online these days and without something like that, music's really going to suffer. So it keeps, I guess it keeps music and artists um, relevant. relevant. Yeah. And it create it, it's just a new new format and we're seeing artists, you know, um, change how they produce their music. Um, so yeah, I think it's an interesting time for music. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how music is consumed, say five, 10 years from now and, you know, what platform we'll be using to do so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And then, like I said, in regards to Spotify, I think it's good for the future of music because like, I just literally logged onto my Spotify account in front of me and straight away it recommended for you. So it gives you songs that have come out that are, list- are similar to what you might listen to. So they kind of give you that, option to oh there's a new song that i haven't heard yet i'll just listen to that because it's similar to what i like and same thing they just like you said before they give me like a daily mix like a playlist for myself so it gives me all these different options based on the streaming service so it kind of is used to meet your needs and what you want so it's kind of like gives the consumers what they want or the customer so it goes based on what your favorite artists are so i do think the future is good I think it's not going to ruin music. I think it's going to be good for it. And I feel like more people are going to keep releasing music onto Spotify because it's easy. You literally log on, download the album. You no longer need to go to the store and buy the album. I think there was literally one album that I think I bought recently and that was Passion, Pain and Demon Slayer. That was the only one CD mm. that I bought in a long time because I was so keen to listen to Kid Cudi again that I hadn't heard him. He's, he hadn't had a good album for a while. So I actually went out to buy it physically. But now... I would just download his album. So I literally have every single album he's ever done on Spotify. So it's just there for you. So yeah. Yeah, ease of access. As I said, and while we're on Spotify, Queenie, considering you've got yours open right now, I want to play a little game with Ooh. you. Let so if just... you go to mm. home and you go for Made For You, you know how Spotify creates these playlists for you. I want you to go to your Daily Mix 1 and I want you to read out the first five songs that have been curated. So this will give you a, a feel of the type of music Quinny's into. Okay. All right. So Daily Mix 1, give me the first five songs that appear on that list. Uh, Daily Mix 1, We Are It, Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. Gold Digger, Kanye West, Chopsticks, Travis Scott, I Got a Story to Tell, Notorious B.I.G., First take, Travis Scott. They're the first. Oh, and then the sixth one, Summertime in Paris, Jaden and Willow. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. And then what is this? Drip on me. Future young thug. (laughs) Super slimy. What's that? That's randomly on there too. There you go. That's a But yeah, they're my, that was from my Daily Mix 1. And there's 50 songs on there. Yeah, oh, that one's an interesting title. Nice. I won't read that out. Well, <laughs> I'll give you my five. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Highest in the Room by Travis Scott. As you know, we've spoken about this. I'm a big Travis Scott fan, so I'm not surprised that's in the daily mix. Next on the list is There He Go by DaBaby. Um, Who is DaBaby? No, you don't know the baby. Man, you got to no, listen. No, man, I don't okay. know the baby. So between now and next week, you need to listen to DaBaby's new album called Kirk. That's a, a challenge I'm throwing out to you. Listen to Kirk between now and next week. The baby's new album. Does he have heaps of ad libs like "baby, the baby"? He says, "Let's go, <laughs> let's go." Um, the next song on there I have um, is by Offset. Don't lose me. And Interesting. The last song I have is "Rapper" by Jaden, by Jaden Smith. Nice. So, yeah, interesting cool. to see got, our, yeah. our daily mix. I mean, you never yeah. know what's going to show There's up. There's heaps there. on there. It's like six for me. Yeah. So, good old Spotify. So, there you go. All yeah. right, Quinny, we're almost at the end of the episode of the podcast, but I need to hit you with some quick questions before we finish to wrap hit this me. thing up. So, rapid fire, we're just going to blast through these. And considering we were talking about the Mandalorian and we had a lot of Star Wars talk earlier in the episode... I'm going to keep it along those lines. So we're going to keep this Star Wars themed. So are you like ready? You ready yes, to jump I'm straight so in? Man, I was looking forward to this all week. Seatbelt on? All right. Yeah, I'm strapped in. All right, let's jump in. So first one, Darth Vader or Darth Maul? 
Darth Vader. Give me classic Vader. Okay. I'm Anakin going Darth Skywalker. Give me Darth Vader. All right. Next one, Jedi or Sith? Sith. Nice. I like the badass moves, man. Force lightning, you know, stuff like that. Force Unleashed is one of my favorite games. You get the picture. Mm-hmm. Green lightsaber, blue lightsaber, purple lightsaber, or red lightsaber? Oh, wow. I'm going to say green. Okay. I love green. I thought you were going to go red then, but all right. Well, I'm between green or red. I couldn't decide. Well, you said Sith, so, you know, I thought... Fine, I'll go red. <laughs> hey, this is your question. No, that's so. all right, red. Green's my favorite color, but I'm going red. <laughs> But I'd be a nice Sith. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't just be like, oh, <laughs> well, you, you kind of can't be a nice Sith. Nah. Okay, keep going. Droid or Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda. C3PO or R2D2? R2D2, man. Oh, okay. C3PO is the worst. Uh, you already kind of answered this, but I had it on my uh, list anyway. Better Star Wars game, Force Unleashed or Fallen Order? Oh. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, this is so hard. I'm going Force Unleashed, man. I like Star Wars Fallen Order, but Force Unleashed was so good, man. It mm-hmm. just did it for me. But in saying that, Fallen Order is legit too. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, that's a good question. X-Wing or TIE Fighter? <sighs> X-Wing. Yeah, nice. All right. And I love this. I love this, these questions. You've done some research. Yeah. Good on you, Sizzle. I appreciate that. Keep going. And last but not least, thought we'd, you know, the right way to end it. So right now, three episodes in, where would you place Mandalorian in your Star Wars ranks? Like what, how, what, what is it? Top five, top 10? Yeah. Where does it place on the list? You don't have to give me a whole list, just like roughly where would it place? Is this like just the movies or is this the whole universe? Like whole all universe. of Star Wars, everything that I've ever whole enjoyed. Universe. Games, movies, yeah, whole... TV shows. Oh, we'll just stick with movies and TV shows. Movies and TV shows. Yeah, I'd say he'd be in my top five. Yeah. I'm into him. He's interesting. Man, I love the show. What is your top five then? No particular I order. Can't... Oh my God. You, we can review this in I a later like episode. I feel like I'm going to miss Off someone, the top. man. Like... Jeez. Luke Skywalker, obviously. Big fan of Luke. Han Solo. He's awesome. Darth Vader. He was he was a badass. Anakin Skywalker. And Mando. Nice. Well, Quinny, congratulations. You, you made it. You made it to the end. Oh, wow. I kind of like that top. And I know Darth Vader and Anakin, but you know, they're different characters in the in the films. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going taking well both done. of them. Well done. You made it through quick questions. Thanks, man. And we've almost made it through the podcast, but we need to end by giving out some shout outs. Quinny, who is your shout out to uh, you this week? So this shout out, again, we're going for local theme. I'm going local here. So good old Wollongong, Illawarra. So I'm shout out of the week to the chef at Xavier's Place in Ferry Meadow, where I get my daily <laughs> coffee from before work, who this week commented on my moustache. And he said, I quote, Mate, your moustache looks great and it suits you. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Shout out to you. I don't know your name. I appreciate you saying that you like my mo. And, you know, shout out to you, my friend. So the real question is now are you going to keep the mo then? Um, I haven't decided are you gonna, yet. Are you going to take it past November? I Maybe. And if I do, I might trim it down just a little bit. But we'll see. Nice. But shout out to that guy. Not Don't know your name. Good coffee. But he loved my moustache. And, and Quinny, because it's thanksgiving we're not american but you know we like to talk american sports what about your shout out though? so well yeah I'll, I'll give my quick shout out actually which is you said xavier's place i'm gonna give a shout out to another xavier and that's gonna be xavier cooks for signing the nbl for getting his a contract um congratulations Zave. congrats Zave. and uh as i was just saying yeah sorry keep going no no that's right i need to give my shout out thanksgiving is upon us we're not american but We've got a podcast where we talk about American sports. So, what are you thankful for, Quinny? All right, so this is super corny, but, you know, I don't care. Embrace it, guys. So, I'm thankful for my family and the support that they give me every day. And I'm also thankful to my co-host, Samuel Finlay, a.k.a. Uh, Sizzle, for accompanying me on this podcast journey. Thanks, fam. Uh, we're going to have to hug after this episode. We'll high-five now. We're going to hug it out later. But you know what? 
I'm going to, I had the, that written down exactly. I mean, I wasn't going to go so far and, you know, be, say I'm thankful for my family and my girlfriend, but I am thankful for my family and my girlfriend as well. Ooh. But I'm also thankful for you as a friend, as a podcast host. I'm thankful that we've got this podcast. Quinn Lay Show. Episode five in the books. We did it. We're done. Episode five. Get around it. Subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Download us. Listen to us. Tell your friend about us, your cousin about us, your sister about us, your brother, your teacher, your co-workers. Tell everyone. Yeah, just tell all the fam. Fam. Well, we'll be seeing you next time. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. 21, 21. See ya. Straight up. Look, look.